0: I also just want to say, the point of my life too is to say, you can come from so much loss and still win. You can actually take the arrows and slam them into the jugular of Satan himself. Like You can take the very things that were meant to destroy you, turn right around with the armor of God and make him regret the moment he ever messed with you because you know who you are in Christ.
1: Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz.
2: Hello, hello everybody. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And welcome to Through the Fire for the second portion of our discussion about the value of human life with Gianna Jessen. We're talking That's about right. the tough issues and the culture today is always facing them with some psychological and theological wisdom and applications that we hope will bless you. And we're going to continue our discussion today yeah. with Gianna about the uh, just the value of human life, and and just all the turmoil and confusion that's going on well, today.
1: Let let me just jump into, you know, what happened in Washington with the Dobbs case, and I've mm-hmm. been talking about this on my my radio program in D.C. Um, the Supreme Court actually finally got it right and said viability. Uh, you, you, if something is not viable or something's weak. The state usually protects the weak against the strong, and so for mm-hmm. all these years we had this ridiculous law that said if you're strong enough uh, to kill a, a baby that's in need, go ahead and do it with state, you know, uh, the state behind you. And they turned that around and said, no, that's just that's just bad law and it's not constitutional. So thank goodness for that, thank God for that. But here's where we are now. Um, what bothered me about that ruling is what they still didn't talk about, the immorality of abortion. Mm -hmm. You know, they said it's not constitutional. Okay, great, it's not constitutional, but should we be a civil society that does these things? And right now in New York and in California they basically have infanticide laws. They yeah. can kill the child all the way till after it's born after the ninth month. And people, uh, they lit up the Empire State Building, baby. They mm-hmm. did. Pink, when they voted this in. That's the kind of stuff we now need to deal with. And that's why our guest is going to speak not just from her heart, but she's going to speak some truth to you because this is about not only the value of her life, but our life, your life. And I think that's the message we now need to bring to the streets of our country.
2: Yeah, and Gianna, really, I mean, when you think about whose voice should you listen to, this is a voice that everyone should really listen to, and, and and she's an abortion survivor. When I say that, she was a baby in the womb whose mother chose to terminate her life, and she survived, and she's living, and she's living a very full life, and her whole purpose and mission is to elevate and to show people that every life is valuable. So, Gianna, continue, let's continue talking like we were earlier about your life and what what this mission is of yours and this purpose and, and what this whole ruling is and just wherever you want to start. Cause I know you are, we don't, we're not going on script on this program mm-hmm. at all. We want the Lord to speak through you.
0: I think that there are a few things that are bothering me as I look at the culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't just look only at abortion, even though that is massive, yeah. but I just look right. at the breakdown of the family, the all, all these different issues. And I, um, The grace of God in my adoption was that the fact that Penny became my grandmother and she was my heart. If I had been taken completely away from her, I don't think I would have ever recovered. And I think the Lord knew that. Um, So he knew that I could deal with a difficult adoption in order to remain connected to my Penny who died at uh, 91 in November of 2014. Mm -hmm. And she is so much of the reason why I am the way that I am, because she was the first contact I had of love I had ever known. I had never known love before her. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about the emasculation of men, the term toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. the way that women are inviting the violence of abortion into their own lives. They're inviting violation onto their own person and their children there. And it's all the thing that is bothering me is all of this is manipulation,
2: Yes,
0: which is witchcraft mm-hmm. to manipulate and to control is to be involved in things that are satanic. Mm-hmm. And so I do not like the emasculation of men because men and women are created in the image of God and we need both. Mm-hmm. And you can see When a man is being passive, when the father is passive, Mm -hmm. when he is supposed to be kind and lead, Mm -hmm. the whole family suffers and the woman doesn't respect him. The bossier the woman, the more angry she is, the more she doesn't respect him. Mm -hmm. All the things that he keeps trying to beg her for, Mm -hmm. she can't stand him because she thinks he's a pansy.
2: Right, right. No, it's (laughs) true.
0: And so I see that I see that the effect, um, even in my own life, you know, I didn't really have a father. I had an adoptive father, who uh, was also an amazing architect and an alcoholic. Mm. So I would pray either the house would burn down or he would commit adultery. And we finally, the house did not burn down, but we <laughs> finally got out of there. But you know what's beautiful is that. This part isn't beautiful, but but he, he got sick, and I was so disconnected from him from 13 onward that um, I didn't really care. Like, I had no feeling. I was like, well, you know, sorry, dude. Have a nice day. Goodbye. I don't know you. You're not my dad. You suck. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't say a word. I didn't call, except the Lord mm-hmm. <laughs> started just like this on my heart. Call. Call him. Call him. And I remember being little, and bring you home little gifts mm-hmm. from Sunday school. Here's the gospel. Here's Jonah and the whale. Here's John three sixteen Here, to no avail, and and then something in me just went. Sorry, dude, I'm never speaking to you again, until the Lord is like call, 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 call. And I'm going, and I was in therapy at the time, and and I'm going, do I have to call him? And she's going, no. And I can hear the Lord going, yes, you <laughs> must. She is not God. I am God. <laughs> you are going. And he gave me no rest until I obeyed. And I'll never forget it. I finally get a hold of him. And instantly he knew my voice. We hadn't spoken in years. Instantly he knew. And I knew what I had to do. And I said, Dad, oh, I hear you're not doing well. But you need to know this. You need to call on the name of Jesus from your bed. You need to call on his name. You need to be saved because there is a hell. And I don't want you to go there. And I'm laying all this out. My heart is pounding and he, he surrendered to Christ. And, and what I learned was that he didn't adopt me because he knew how to be my dad. He adopted me so that by the grace of God, I could lead him to his own father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Lord would look after me one way or another. When your father and your mother forsake you, the Lord will take you up. Mm-hmm. That is not an easy life, I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't believe that That that's how that went. So the Mm -hmm. emasculation of men is a troublesome thing for me. And the promiscuity Mm
2: -hmm.
0: of our children, Mm -hmm. the fact that our girls are walking around with hardly any clothes on Mm -hmm. and no fathers to gently say, hey, no, Mm -hmm. and not having the backbone to endure the temper tantrum. That's right. And, all, you know, they don't understand what is wrong. Why are our parents acting like children? Mm-hmm. Why are the parents behaving like children? These people are not mature and they need people to stand up. So now you have people that are not parents, such as myself, trying to raise mm-hmm. an entire generation of people who have no emotional maturity or skill. Right. So I just want to say I don't mean to sound so harsh or if you're triggered, I'm sorry, whatever. But sometimes we need to look at the hard things. And I'm going to say something that will make you mad, a lot of you listening. But I want you to try to hear me from the perspective of someone who was abandoned as a baby Mm -hmm. and abandoned many times since. Mm -hmm. We are leaving our children To be raised by daycare workers as early as six weeks old mm-hmm. there's no mother there's no father there's a phone our children are being raised by daycare workers and phones oh. mm-hmm. and i know you're gonna get emails and i really don't care mm-hmm. i don't care because i'm telling you there is a consequence to this mm-hmm. the consequence is my dad isn't home my mom isn't home nobody's home mm-hmm. so why not just give my body to this boy who tells me he loves me
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. why not just use my body now i'm a person i i <laughs> oh gosh oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. if i had only known mm-hmm. if i had only known mm-hmm. when i was 14 mm-hmm. i promised the lord that I would not sleep with a man until he married me. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't know at the time is that when you limp through the world, you're not usually the first girl to be chosen. Mm -hmm. Unless you want to marry some dude you're not attracted to. I mean, I can get married, whatever. But you get all kinds of nonsense when you limp. Mm -hmm. You should just take me because, you know, you can't do much better. (laughs) Um, And so I'm going to write a book that says just because I limp doesn't mean I want to marry an ugly man. (laughs) (laughs) and and i'm just pointing out the um superficial mindsets of Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. right and so i had no idea what i would go through on the road to being loved Mm -hmm. and but this is important to say Mm -hmm. this part is really important so i made this decision and then i've had the opportunity to marry and i knew it wasn't right there wasn't the right person and I, I've i waited on the Lord. And so I remember screaming at Jesus. I mean, because <laughs> a lot of times the attitude of the man that is not disabled is, you should be so grateful for my attention. Mm-hmm. You should be so grateful to even be looked upon at all because you're so special and inspirational. I don't want you to be my lover, but you're so special and inspirational and you should be grateful. And so I was in the company of a fellow when I was 30 that had this attitude and he basically said to me, you know, I would never date someone like you In Mm -hmm. in, in a certain way. And I was infuriated because I wasn't interested in him. He was just assuming that I was. Mm -hmm. So when I got in the car, I flipped out and slammed my fist on my steering wheel and I'm tears streaming down my face. And I said, Lord, is this all you have for me? I'm just going to preach forever and then I'm going to die. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and I said, I mean, why didn't you just make me a man who can just compartmentalize and just work, 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 work and be fine. I am a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was in that moment that the Lord spoke to me and you can believe me or not believe me, whatever. But this is what I heard. Jonah, you're exactly right. I use those little limping legs of yours to blind certain men to exactly what you are, because it isn't that you are not beautiful it's that I find most of them so unworthy of you that I use your legs to chase them off because I am your father and I will not hand you over to just anyone. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to say, You are made for a man of honor mm-hmm. who will have suffered for decades himself. Mm-hmm. And you and 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 it just went on and on and on. And but one thing I said when he said, because he goes, and I don't let most of them even near the gate. And I said, that is quite obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and then to bring it, full circle. so at 39, I'm weeping on my wooden countertops on my birthday, hating my birthday, thinking about children, totally alone, freaking out all over again. And the Lord reminds me of a few things, of promises he's given me. Mm-hmm. But then he says, you cannot change a world that you resemble.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, all this to say, I I I'm still waiting here um, for God to bring His plan to pass in these ways in my life. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, one thing that keeps me going through all the grief—and I mean a grief like Hannah of waiting of of such desolateness, of such agony—I can hardly tolerate it on days. But I think about all of the kids, the girls watching in particular, Mm -hmm. who've heard me for years say the Lord will be faithful. The Lord will bless obedience. And it doesn't look like he's blessing obedience right now. But the point is, number one, I need to love God more than what I want for myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because I surrender to him or I don't. Mm -hmm. But also to be in a sense like a mother for the generations who have been orphaned in so many different ways. You know, if I can't be a a mother as I wish to be now, physically right now, if Mm -hmm. I can't have that, I can at least do what a mother would do. Mm -hmm. And a mother would say, I may want all these things. My heart may want to dishonor God, but my spirit Mm -hmm. can't do this because I love Jesus and I love those children Mm -hmm. that are watching and it must matter somehow, even though everyone says it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Purity must be powerful, otherwise Satan would not try right. to destroy it all the time. Right. And I know there's forgiveness and all of that, but mm-hmm. there is there's such a cheap grace mentality now, mm-hmm. you guys, about all these things. How, wh- when was the when do we talk about? waiting anymore. It's now we've got these Christians moving in together, living mm-hmm. together at engagement. There's not, Everything's been done.
2: Right. And when you talk about, you know, promiscuity and you talk about that and, and the parents' role in guiding and saying no and setting standards and expectations, and we're failing on that on so many levels, uh, on so yeah. many levels. And, you know, when you talk about purity and, and looking for a man of honor, I mean, you should have a standard that says no man is going to touch me unless this man is going to be the one who is the man and is committed to me. Who and has I, pledged himself right, to me. That's right. Who Exactly.
1: You know, to even get deeper on this, because a lot of our, see, a lot of people that are listening probably saying, well, that's the, you know, these people are religious people. They do things differently than we do, blah, blah, blah. No, this is about what love is. This is about what love is. This is not about what we think love is or what we don't think love is and what we think we should do. The Bible even talks about this. Commitment always comes first, then intimacy comes after commitment. And if you flip it around, you destroy intimacy and you get no commitment. And that's actually what we're teaching our children. And then the scars that they inherit. And again, what we're saying, folks, is that your life is precious and love is precious. And that's what I think your testimony is, is that finally someone looked into your life and said, you know what? but there's still a thing called love that can make a difference in your life and that's what we're saying to you folks about why all this stuff is so important cuz love really is important and the preciousness of life is part of love
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's that's what's being missed and like you said about whether guys don't aspire to it women don't aspire to it or their children are left to fend for themselves it's because we don't love each other and that's because we, we are loving
0: the ourselves the most. Correct. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You. Exactly. But that's that's actually the opposite of love. So if yes. we are talking about definitions, that's actually what sin is, by the way, folks, loving yourself more than anything else. Mm-hmm. That's the Bible. And Bible's
2: I think definition. about that when
0: I think about the man that I will end up with, I, I think on terrible days, I think, Do you know what? I love him already. I love him enough to say however long it is that person's going to come and what I do or don't do now will affect us forever.
2: That's
0: right. Yeah. You know? And I, and so I just think these things need to be said as uncomfortable, as they may be, because we need to get used to being a little more uncomfortable, so we can be saved from destruction.
1: Well, and that's I, well, Let's talk about it this way, because I think that's the real war that's going on in our culture. We live in a libertine culture. That's what the '60s said: do whatever you want. There is no God. You know, live your life on your own terms. Love the one you're with. Discard them when you move on. You the know, happiness for movement. as long as we both shall love. We hear these kinds of things all the time in ministry. And the reality is, is the it's the Same old, same old, it really is a lie, and it's destroying the lives of people. So here we come saying, no, God is love, Christ is love, and he gives us a way to actually love and to live with each other, and that's the battle. Will we do it the way God created and redeemed us to do it, or will we go over this cliff Mm -hmm. called liberty? And there's
0: where real freedom lies as well. I mean, if if a woman and a man enter into an arrangement where there's no commitment— Mm-hmm. There's no real freedom because no one is declaring I am not leaving you.
2: That's right. That's exactly right.
0: bail at any time. Who can be secure in that real? And who can be
1: intimate? Yeah.
2: Level? Right, and that's what living yeah. together really is. Is yeah. it's a trial run until somebody better comes along. Yeah. And, and you know <laughs> So it, true. It is. And, and right. we do know that 60% of those arrangements uh, so if they do go on to marry end up in divorce if they're shacking up beforehand.
0: You don't hear that, do you? You just hear, just hook up with everybody. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and
1: let me, and when I, what I learn about you in our intimate moments before commitment, I'll use against you when I'm dispensing with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we oh. see that in our culture today. <gasps> but see, that's where I never, abo-
0: even, I never even thought about oh, that.
1: Oh, that's all. Mm-hmm. That's that's the you know. Mm-hmm. The, but see, this is why abortion is, is such an issue today because people. That's an easy way out to say I can get rid of anything that's encumbering on my life. The man doesn't have to worry about it. Women tell you know this. And by the way, folks. I'm gonna say it this way abortion is the greatest chauvinistic imposition on women yes because but the feminists are, are are the ones that are saying you know this it's actually saying to the guy you're so insignificant 200 bucks and you're out of this and i hear Ugh. some i hear some men out there talking like well if you can choose to have the baby i can choose not to raise it mm-hmm. and this is what we're creating we're creating the machismo guy who doesn't care and the woman who actually doesn't value the child and what we need to teach is the guy who loves his wife and loves the child and the yeah. woman who loves her husband and, and We're loves talking the about child. This toxic masculinity
2: yeah. stuff you so, know i've been doing so many other radio programs and that have been talking about this lie of toxic masculinity and you know and feminizing the the men and raising children however they want to be raised and without direction mm-hmm. and men and women don't know how to date anymore they don't even no. have they they're so confused yeah. and it's so so sad because it's breaking down like you said the very foundation of our culture the, the you know a uh, a family unit with a father as the head of the household and the mother free to do what a woman's you know, what she needs to do for her family It's just not there anymore. It's very, very few and far between that you actually see family units where the father is ahead, Mm -hmm. where they go to church, where the children know that the father is the lead, the mother has her role and is able to function freely without worrying about things that she shouldn't have to worry about because she actually has a man who works and provides. And doesn't play video games all day long. That's right. That's another thing. Gaming is a real problem. Well, you know,
1: Ben Ben Shapiro (laughs) said this. I like this. He said, you know, um, he was talking about the where our culture is, he said, I understand when women say that men uh, sometimes can be beasts and they don't really act like, you know, the way they should. He said, but the answer is not for women to act the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, the answer is that, yeah. Jordan
2: Peterson says that. Yeah,
1: OK, well, that's they both been saying that. And I think, you know, that gets because that's where abortion comes in, because women are taught you can act just like a man, you can have sex just like a man, which is actually destroying her ability to have intimacy. But and if yep. you ever get one of these kids, you can get rid of that, too, until you really want one. It's making us callous people.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cold. Very, very cold. cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so, again, that's where our culture is. Um, I guess the battle for the the hearts and minds of people is now on the streets thanks to what the Supreme Court did Mm -hmm. but you can see where that battle is at because Kansas just passed that uh, just voted uh, to make abortion legal you know basically an absolute right all the way to the ninth month they undergirded Yeah, and and it was against the will of the people it really was but that's a long story as to why it happened but that's the battle's going to be at that level
2: well you know what was disturbing to me with that decision too was we had some of the judges come forward and say that they were not going to prosecute women who chose to go on and and also the providers who were providing the abortion services how can they sit there and say when this is their whole job is to uphold the law to say that they're not going to do it and and get away with it
1: I want to know again like when we talked to Gianna she's talking about this is what happened to me I bet you most people cannot define what an abortion is all they can Mm -hmm. define is the euphemistic notion of choice versus not choice it's my body versus it's not my body that kind of stuff you know what I'm
0: finding what I'm finding is the result of the hour that we're in is I'll tell them straight up what has happened and they don't care
1: Oh, seriously.
0: Wow. No, there's no emotion.
1: This happened to you at 27 weeks, right? Is that what? Am 29 I right? and a half. 29 and a half. So they Seven put saline solution in there to, to burn you to death.
0: Burning me inside and out, causing right. cerebral palsy. They don't care.
2: Mm-hmm. They don't care, and there's different forms of abortion that the people don't realize either. You know, when I was sharing with you in last episode that I was doing some research on the different abortion survivors, such as yourself, and some of these children were born without their right arms. They were born without yes. limbs where they were the, the, their their limbs were torn. The suction off of them. abortion. Yes, and they were torn right off, and then they were born alive, and they will live with these. Physical deformities and some of them cognitive impairments as a result of the sucking that happened and the, and the, the burns that they uh, received and survived. And this will be, they, they're like you with a limping. And this is something that people will visually see for all of their life. It will never go away. You've had how many? 19 uh, operations? No, no, I've had four. Four, okay. Maybe I'm getting Mm -hmm. confused with another because I was reading, uh, you know, like I said, and I was looking at all the different uh, operations that people have had. And nothing is going to fix it. Nothing's going to put another arm back on these these children. Uh, They're going to be like that for all their life. And almost all the cases, the children were given up to foster care just as you were. In these formative times where attachment and love is being felt, like you said, I had a delayed experience of experiencing love. This is something that is, you know, this. You're a human being. Well, you're a human this, being with value and life, uh, purpose, and, and we're and, saying, oh, you don't exist. You don't have a right to speak.
1: Well, and the culture needs to come to grips with the fact that we're we're educating and we're teaching our children to be this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be cold. It, yeah, because mm-hmm. I I always ask the question, if viability is an issue, then, you know, a child, a child that's six weeks old is still not viable. It can't take care of itself and it cries. Neither now,
2: can an animal, but we're rallying to yeah, save all the animals, oh yeah, aren't we, we?
1: Well, that's one of the points that was made to me by one of the senators. I interviewed Senator Daines. He said, we now have laws that if you crush an eagle egg, yeah. you will actually go to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you crush a child's skull, <laughs> you'll get away with it. Yeah. But again, I'm just saying this this whole notion, people got to come to grips with this. What kind of person looks at their child, you know, even when Devon was born, you know, there were times she didn't sleep through the night. There were mm-hmm. times that she said, "I want what I need right now," and we had to respond, although she's a pretty good kid. Um, <laughs> but the thing is is that you can look there are people who are saying, "Man, this child is wearing me out," right? And so, well, they're not viable. Go ahead and do what you want. And we would never say that now, or at least we'd say we wouldn't, but we're teaching people. We're moving them down that continuum of callousness. And I think that's also something we got to challenge. Well, you would
2: be shamed if you ever thought that way, the way we were permitting uh, people to think and the things we're permitting them to say today. You would be ashamed of yourself. You'd be uh, There's something wrong with you. Your, your conscience is missing uh, or your moral compass is it's off. Today, there is nothing like that. Everybody can say whatever they want to say. They can live for themselves. They can express themselves. Themselves.
1: But they're going to actually reap what they sow. And I think, Gianna, sometimes maybe that's what happens to you. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. If people see you and they go, oh, my gosh, I'm actually seeing a person who went through something I didn't even want to come and I'm to grips sanctifying. with and, and that I'm actually voting for. And then I look and it, it just, you know, it's like my mind can't. What's the word? I I I can't come to grips with it, so I'll just I guess I'll just avoid you and and move on.
0: I'll just dismiss you. I'll just act like you don't matter. But what's strange is that you. So you have all kinds of people. You have you have the ones that are trying to run from the abortion they they had 20 years ago. Right. And they just they cannot deal with you. If they acknowledge what you're saying is true, with medical records to look at. Right. They have to acknowledge what they've done. Mm-hmm. So you have that, but then you also have the the really strange reaction of total dismissal. Actual, I don't care mm-hmm, at right. All. Right. Um But I met my biological mother, and it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I'm sorry. She never learned boundaries, ever. And I had a very <laughs> interesting beginning to traveling and there were a lot of people that did a lot of things and violated a lot lot of boundaries and one of them was they went behind my back and they met with my biological mother and then told me afterward which I was really enraged by because I thought who are all you people like this is my life and my existence and you just are doing your thing and so she knew that I forgave her that I'm a Christian that I I but I just didn't want to meet with her hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, when I was 17 years old, uh, two days before my sister's wedding, the phone rings and uh, it was a setup. It was it was a family member of hers to make sure I would answer the phone. And then she calls an hour later and she's like, hi, I'm your mother. So then I'm hanging on to the side, all alone in the house, trying to deal with this woman on the phone. And then years go by. So I've already said on the phone I forgive you. I'm a Christian hanging on alone to the side of the counter. And then I go and do a speaking engagement. And it was an unusual one where it was sort of an all day thing, this and that. And I speak that night and then I had a question and answer time. And then I was greeting everyone as I do after each event. I greet each person because so much church is done in that line. Mm hmm. And this woman kept saying, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then came up and said, hi, I'm your mother. Wow. And I am telling you, I just, in myself, went Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus because we do not battle against flesh and blood. And this was sent to take me out. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and I I said, uh, you must need to know that I'm a Christian and I forgive you. I don't want your forgiveness.
2: Oh, wow. And then
0: I just kept praying in my soul and tra- wait, hearing, waiting for the Lord. And I said very steadily, ma'am, not mom, mm-hmm. ma'am, you must need to know that I am a Christian and I forgive you. I don't want your forgiveness. Your father is this and you are this and you are an embarrassment to this family. Oh, wow. And... I think I said it one more time and, she, and I'll never get, I am your mother you know? oh, and I never wow. had an abortion. I'm like, um, excuse me. You oh, know, wow. we've got the medical records. We've got, this is not made up. None, you know, but the, the rage and the, and I, wow. I honestly felt like the universe was, was crushing me. It was just, And she had been watching me all day long, long, waiting for her moment. Mm -hmm. It was
2: so gross. So she traveled there to see you, to deliver this message to you.
0: Yes. And so then I left. I looked at her and I said, I am a Christian and I will forgive you, but I will no longer allow you to speak to me in this manner. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I heard the Lord say something very precious to me. I was reading my favorite children's story, A Little Princess, where her life is crap. And then it's amazing. And um and I was just reading that and I heard him say, Jonna, you are a little princess. Now stand up and speak with the authority of one. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, I forgive you, but I'll no longer allow you to speak to me in this matter. And I walked out and I cried for three hours and everybody oh. was weird. <laughs> like the, the the um organizers didn't know what to do. Nobody knew what to do. With that, the next day it was super awkward. But I'm just saying that people, because people are like, oh, have you ever met your mom? And Oh, was it just amazing? No, it was awful. It was terrible. And I'm not saying that everyone is. But here's the main point. I am a Christian. I am called to forgive her and I have been given that grace. But I am not required to know a person that mm-hmm. despises me and will not repent. Mm-hmm. I'm not required to... To be her healer i am That's not right. required to be jesus i am required to forgive and that does not require a relationship yeah. and she did not like this she did she could see yeah. that she had no authority in my life she had no authority and she wanted control and she wanted authority and the christ in me was what was in authority, and she didn't like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think you could use some of the same wisdom to talking to maybe some girls who might be listening, saying, well, I had an abortion, and I, I'm ashamed of it. I, I I hate that I did it. And I'm sure there are people come up to you and say, Thank you for, for saying words of grace. Thank you for being the kind of person who is a grace person even in the face of challenges like this, because your message actually turned my life around, and it gave me a whole new looking a way to look at life through the eyes of a savior who loves me even though this is part of my life uh, have you had those kind of moments too that that you can even use this wisdom where you said i had even used the authority of christ to say i won't let you do that to me even to your own mother or you can say i'm not going to let satan have authority over me with this you know the guilt that i have with abortion the accusation over and over and over again um, so yeah. I'm sure you've had girls come up to you and say those things too, She's had right? letters
2: too.
0: I'll never forget once I was in Rome and a woman came up to me and she just started weeping in my arms and she pulled out the ultrasound picture of the baby that she had aborted seven mm. years before. Mm. And just weeping and weeping and weeping. And I had never had, in all of my years of doing this, I had never had a woman pull out the picture that she carried around of the baby that she aborted. And just the, the people that come up and they just want to know they can be free. And one of my favorite things in what I do too is I just call out a, the issue of pornography. I'm like, hey, dude, um, there's Jesus and surrendering to him and you cannot be doing this it's Mm -hmm. not fine it's not okay and they will come up to the table these men and it's been the most amazing thing to see and they will repent Mm -hmm. and they will give their passcodes to their best friends and they will say i don't want to be this kind of man i want to be an honorable man i want to be this and they will you know it's almost like like a mother would you know Mm -hmm. they're they're, i'm not their mother i know Mm -hmm. but you know i'm very maternal and very like I, I don't have some shady uh, motive here. I'm just like, hey, it's Jesus, and I want you to be free. But we need to be honest about these things in our lives, and so I love that about watching the men get free and the women get free, and that's what I'm about. I don't mm-hmm. want anyone leaving this program feeling awful yeah. at all,
2: right? And I and I think like when you you know when you were talking about forgiving your mother, and you know people that have uh, chosen to participate in the, an abortion process. I mean, they experience the shame, sadness, anger, and sense of being devalued and even embarrassed just the, the way that the survivors, such as yourself, experience because there's this grieving process that happens. So when you talk about forgiving, you know, those people that have, de- that have participated in this uh, kind of process and then forgiving yourself, I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, you can talk about it. It's easy to say it. It's another thing to do it. Yeah.
0: The self-forgiveness. I mean, I've been I've been really studying a lot about that kind of work and, Mm -hmm. you know, not rejecting yourself, not uh, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And because I think, too, uh, our our modern day Christianity really promotes a really unhealthy Christianity Mm -hmm. in many ways, Mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. Like so as as conservatives, we're not like, oh, everything is fine, but we've got this big to do list. You know, for mm-hmm. Jesus, and there's certain things we gotta do to, you know, be acceptable right. too. Like, you know, we have our, our. I, I think we need a healthier Christianity, emotionally and things. It's just my opinion. One of my favorite books I'm listening to right now is called "Not Nice" by a, a PhD in psychology, um, Aziz Gazapora, I think mm-hmm. his name is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this guy is amazing, and he's a Muslim who grew up in Christian schools, Mm -hmm. but he has a better grasp on the health of, of what it is to be angry. So Mm -hmm. he's like, okay. So I heard this preacher say, be like Jesus. Uh, He is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. He goes, but what happens when you're angry though? Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, I mean, we don't ever go, we're never given tools to what do I do when you know, mm-hmm. I am conflict avoidant or whatever, mm-hmm. or, you know, we might have all of the Bible verses, but we don't know actually how to speak to each other or mm-hmm. how to be, to do any of that. And I'm telling you that I've had to learn from the beginning because I had no models.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, right. You know, I family, had
2: to,
0: yeah. yeah. But I also just want to say just real quick that the, the point of my life too, is to say you can come from so much loss Mm-hmm. And still win. Mm-hmm. You can actually take the arrows and turn them and 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 slam them into the the jugular of Satan himself. Like you can take the very things that were meant to destroy you, turn right around with the armor of God and make him regret the moment he ever messed with you. Mm-hmm. Because you know who you are in Christ. Right. Right. So I and just want I want to say that
2: right. And Absolutely. your and your motto is victory. Only that. <laughs> right? And yeah. always.
1: Well we're more than conquerors. That's I mean that's right. what that's what Paul says. Because we're, more than we're conquerors his. in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And the battle's Powered already been in, won. So whatever's
2: happening here, I mean, it's temporary, isn't it? This is all temporary. Yes. Yeah. Well, Jonna, thank you so much for, yeah, for sharing so with much. us and for all you're doing and all that you still will do and um,
1: I cannot believe you're running a marathon. I well, ran no, one. No,
2: she did. She didn't say no, she's I, going to right now. No.
1: Well, I know, but even the training. I mean, it's <laughs> it's crazy.
2: Oh, I, the training is insane. It,
1: yeah, it is. It's it sounds a sounds insane
2: with a marine. Yes. Yeah. But no, as a
0: Navy veteran, and you know Navy. what's super cool is that he's a Christian, and he used to. How awesome is this? He used to work on the wounded soldiers, and now he's working on a wounded soldier for Christ. Oh, mm, I, I love, love
2: that. I
1: love that.
2: Y'all were placed together we'll for a reason. Give him our best.
1: Yeah. And tell him that because he can do that eight hour of, of antagonizing you <laughs> I feel empowered too in my loving relationship with my wife oh no because <laughs> <laughs> I do it in oh. love dear <laughs> Yeah.
2: so victory only that <laughs> Jana. It. thank you thank so much you. for everything and and what is your website so that our listeners yes. can continue to keep oh, up with yes. you oh
0: in yes case, in case you want me to speak at your fundraiser <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's right that's right um,
0: I can be reached at Janajesson.com. you want to spell it out or, or or put it Go ahead. G-I-A-N-N-A-J-E-S-S-E-N. Mm-hmm. J-E-S-S-E-N. Not Jensen. No, Jensen. Two
2: S's. Two S's. And,
0: and not an O, an E.
2: That's right. <laughs> We're going to put it up on our website also so that people can see that.
0: Yeah, people are like, what? Now what? I'm even more confused. <laughs> what the heck is
2: her name? I know. Not with a J, but a G. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, victory only that, right? Onward. Amen to that,
0: people. Stay out of trouble.
2: That's right. Stay out of trouble. (laughs) Stay blessed. Keep praying up. And as always, remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world.
1: The one that burns and consumes. And
2: the one that burns and empowers.
1: May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire.
2: Till next time, little embers, I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See See you you soon. soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media, familyvisionmedia.org.